Hello, everyone. My name is Mariah Muhammad, and I am joined today with Buzz Tarbox. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me on. Absolutely. Um, so the first question that I have is, can you please tell us a bit about your background? Yes, I'm a uh, orthopedic surgeon uh, in Columbia, Missouri. Been in practice about 21 years. Uh, I did a sports medicine fellowship uh, at the American Sports Medicine Institute uh, a fair amount of years ago, and, and now currently I'm the uh, practice uh, president here at the uh, the Columbia Orthopedic Group. We have uh, 27 physicians, uh, 22 practicing orthopedic surgeons, and five non-operative physicians, and we're right in the middle of Missouri and Columbia. Got it. Got it. Sounds very busy. Um, but uh, so the next question I have is, what are you most excited about right now in your career field? Well, I think that we have to look at uh, what's happened in the in the past two years. I think when I look at excitement, I think, uh, you know, healthcare becomes increasingly harder to practice with all the different aspects of, of healthcare going on. But what excites me is what we learned out of COVID. I think COVID was a, a bad deal for us all, but what we learned in COVID or the opportunities we learned out of COVID was different ways in which we can now practice medicine. I think the, the big thing that we saw as even prior to COVID, we were actually doing it here in Missouri, but uh, was the is the migration of, of surgeries out of the hospital into the ambulatory surgery centers. And we see that with obviously total joints, it was spine. And as I said, we had already began that process uh, prior to COVID, but because we had, had already done that, we were able to you know, absorb the shock of COVID because of that. And I think we're seeing that now across the country even more. So I think it's important to understand that even though COVID was bad, we, we, we gained some opportunities. The other thing I, that we saw was virtual health and the use of any sort of virtual care model, including telehealth or virtual therapy. Again, right prior to uh, the country shutting down in March, I was in a meeting with uh, a bunch of physical therapists and a bunch of my partners and, and looking at ways in which we could reach out to uh, surrounding communities with a telehealth clinic. And I just could not figure out how I was going to do that based on my practice of sports medicine. I needed to be able to evaluate my patients and Shortly thereafter, the world shut down, and uh, I was doing telehealth, and I've incorporated that into my practice. Um, and then what we've done is been able to incorporate virtual health with the clinic's basis. I do MRI follow-up calls. I screen share so patients can see what, what we're talking about. And then using virtual therapy for physical therapy, we're seeing a lot more of this opportunity to, to move forward. We we partnered with Force Therapeutics to help us uh, with that, but... I think it's pretty exciting that that thing such as COVID allowed us opportunities to learn different practice models, which I think benefit the patient. Yeah, absolutely, doctor. And, you know, it's amazing that, you know, people like you see the silver lining from this pandemic, and that's really helpful. Um, the next question I have is, what is making you nervous right now in your field? Well, again, let's go back to COVID. I think we're seeing now labor shortages. We're seeing nursing shortages uh, across the country. And I think that's an issue that um, is going to be a problem. I think I spoke with us, speaking with a nurse last night, been in the, in the profession 33 years, and he's just seeing large scale of retirements in, in nursing community or nursing 
professionals, even physician professionals now stepping away from medicine. That scares me. I, I think it's also an opportunity, as we discussed in the last question. But I think that is, a, is an issue that we'll have to address you know, sooner than later. On top of that, now you have uh, gas prices that are ranging in 5 to you know, $9 a gallon across the country. We're already starting to see some of our employees here in our service center uh, step away because they don't want to drive the 20 or 30 uh, miles down to come to work that they've been commuting for years and years. And now they're concerned about the cost of gas. And so they're, they're looking for employment closer to home and not in our facility. So I thought that is, that is a problem. It's, I think is, is scary. And I think something that is going to continue to, to wreak havoc. You know, I think another area that I, I worry about is, and you, we feel the pressures of the increasing growth of control that insurance companies now have in healthcare. Uh, you know, we, we're the physicians taking care of the, the patients, making the decisions, and I have to now get a pre-approval or a peer-to-peer review with an insurance company that now is, now they are the ones now making the decisions and I think should be on the line for, a, uh, for you know, medical liability as we all are i think they they're the ones now making the decision i think this this over arching uh control by insurance companies is really affecting medicine and it, it affects what i do in my you know my care of the patient right? and so that that is another area that i think is is something is is a little bit uh makes me nervous for the future yeah no that is very true and the next question I have kind of ties into that nervousness and excitement question that I had, but how are you thinking about growth in the next two years? Uh, I think that's a great question. You know, I think they, in a, but I think those two first two questions do tie this in because, you know, what what's going on and what are we going to do to survive in the future? And, and I think we're seeing, I'm, I'm in a private practice group and just saw a recent article in Becker's here a couple you know months ago or so that, Private practice physicians now account for only 26% of the physicians in, in the U.S. Uh, I think when I came out 21 years ago, it was probably opposite. It was probably 75% in private practice. And now we're only seeing a, a, a small number, you know, 25%, 26%. I think that is, uh, if we're going to remain in the private entity and not be controlled by these big systems, I think we need to, you know, look at collaboration with with surrounding communities and surrounding groups. And we're, you know, we're seeing that with some of these larger collaborative uh, groups that we see in North Carolina and Illinois and across the country. And I think that is part of that ability is is we can collaborate and grow together. You know, we can help resist some of these, these changes. I think that we need to continue to look at new models. I think what we learned in the last two years of, of increasing the ways in which we, connect with our patients, uh, again, with virtual uh, models, with virtual medicine, virtual therapy. You know, I, I think, um, I remember when I first came out in practice, some of my senior partners would say, well, our, my patient's too old to use a computer, my patient's this and that. And I think those patients have aged out, and I think our current populations of patients are very comfortable getting on the computer, getting on their smartphone, and allowing us now to treat them in this virtual setting. Now, as an older physician that, you know, I, again, I like to be in the room talking to my patient, but I think patients, we're all busy. Patients are busy and, and to come down and see me in clinic for a 10 minute post-operative, you know, post-operative appointment, 
now is difficult, especially with five and six dollar gallon of gas. So we need to continue to grow, continue to look at ways in which we meet the patients in in the in the setting that they want to be met in. And I think that will help continue to grow our group and and, and in our in our uh, area here in, in Missouri. Yes, absolutely. Great answer. Um, well, that is all the questions I have for you, doctor. Thank you so much again for coming on today. Um, and, you know, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Well, I, I appreciate it. If you have any other questions, let me know.